0: Is episode number fifty-three of Hebrews in Exile with our honorable teacher Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton, and in this particular podcast, we continue our discussion about how critical the mitzvot are to the Hebrew in exile. We are here to convey the ideas of the Most High in a way that will be practical and will be able to relate to the things that are most important to our ability to function in the land when we return. So let's jump back into these critical folks, and understand that they are quintessential and key to our survival, and they are our life. Hebrews in exile, you know what we do.
1: Let's go. This is Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and... Sean Appleton. And this is Hebrews, Hebrews in, in exile. exile. You know, I... Uh, our listeners, and I'm I'm so happy for for all of you who are tuning in uh, to listen to the podcast uh, each week as we as it formulates and as it as we put it out. And I'm happy for uh, the many downloads that you're making concerning the things that we are talking about. Mm-hmm. Inquisitive minds want to know the most important. Thing for Hebrews in exile to know, and I've said this before, and I need to keep repeating it because repetitious is like rep being repetitious is like reading the, reading a document with bold with bold type or underscore mm-hmm. wants to wants you to bring your attention to what's being said absolutely. The most important aspect for Hebrews in exile is coming to know and understand the mitzvotes of the Most High. Absolutely,
0: without a question.
1: And as I've shared in other podcasts, I've given you the scripture. And remember, uh, when we talk about scripture, we're talking about everything from Bereshit, which is Genesis, to Second Chronicles, which, in the Hebrew language, is called the Tanakh.
0: The Tanakh. Yep. The Ketuvim, the Nivim, and the and the Torah, the writings and the prophets.
1: I, I received a I received a inquiry as to what we believe because uh, obviously on our website it's not stated. It used to be stated, but it's not stated. We probably need to go back and clean that up a little bit. Yeah. But I responded to the gentleman's um, question by giving him the Hebraic aspect of Hebraic understanding, which comes out of our Hebraic text, which is Bereshit to Second Chronicles. Mm-hmm. I need, I need Hebrew Israelites to know that there is one thing that the Most High hates, and there is a mitzvah that covers it. However, I don't have it before me at this particular point in time, but there is a continual aspect of the fact. That he absolutely hates and abhors idolatry. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. He hates it in any form, fashion, what it looks like, and from whomever.
0: And that should be actually poignant for all of those that are prescribing themselves to believing in, again, the codex called the Bible, which I think I want to commend you publicly right now because you said something that resonated. In um, a couple of podcasts Which says that we don't That Bible is for them We have a covenant We have a testimony That we attribute ourselves to Which is It, it just changed my whole perspective on, on looking at that That whole entire compendium of of work But yes Absolutely
1: Yeah I mean Let me underscore something else before, as we talk about these folks. This podcast is directed to and for Hebrews in exile. Mm-hmm. If we don't wake up, and if we don't come to understand who we are in the mind of the Most High, then, ah, uh, we are tr- it prolongs yeah. it prolongs our redemptive state
0: absolutely no one wants to be in a in a situation that you know we we we, we abhor our situation in the United oh. States oh. I I, we, I gotta say that and I'm not gonna hold back anymore with this if well, you don't like it if they don't like it not you personally but I'm just saying if they don't like it they don't like it the situation here, us Hebrews in the United States is one where we've always been an oppressed people. And by our disobedience to the most high, we're just making that. So we're ensuring that we stay that way. Yeah. Yeah. And without turning back to the most High's ways we've tried everything else and it hasn't worked we've practiced this thing called insanity which means that if you practice the same thing over and over again thinking you're going to give a different result that's the definition of insanity yeah and that's why i attribute our 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 prominent leaders that we have that we have had, our ancestors, and the ones that are still living, and I am referring to the Honorable Louis Farrakhan, I'm referring to Malcolm X, Malcolm Shabazz, I'm referring to Marcus Garvey, I'm referring to Dr. King, they have all had the same thing in common, and I've said this time and time again and over podcasts, that what they've had in common was the fact that they had the ability to unite people of color together, and Melanation, you don't actually need to be African American, but they united a, a group of people. The problem where I'm seeing where these individuals have gone wrong, great men of renown that I'm talking about, just the aforementioned, is that they have not united all of Hebrew Israel under the banner of the Most High. And somebody's got to be Christian, somebody's got to be Muslim, somebody's got to be ag- an agnostic, and we're sitting here trying, and it's, it's not going to work.
1: No. No, no, and the problem is, the problem is, is that um, we have a lot of chiefs, <laughs> right? And the Indians don't know what tribe to join. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to tell you that there's only one tribe. Absolutely, there's only one nation, and that nation is Hebrew Israel mm-hmm. in the mind of the Most High.
0: Right. You can't you cannot have these different these different and, mindsets. And together. the Most yeah. High
1: has given he's given us these mitzvots as part of the governance of the nation of Hebrew Israel. Absolutely. Now with that being said, Our Hebrew people do not know that they are Hebrew Israelites, the majority of them.
0: Right. And you know why that is? It it, it boggles my mind. You know what? I'm going to let you finish. I'm
1: just like, geared up, ready to go. No, 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 (laughs) no. No, Mr. Boggles, my mind. Come on, what? (laughs) Because
0: scripture is so emphatic about proving to you that Hebrew Israel is melanated. It's a fact. You can go and look at the names of the individuals because the names mean something. Pincus means dark skinned. When you look at Zipporah, she was an Ethiopian. When you talk, when you look at uh, Lamentations, Lamentations talk about, oh, dark charcoal dark as furnace when you matter of fact i showed my wife this the other day she was talking about getting her hair in sister locks and i said do you know what prominent figure in torah or yeah in not actually not in torah but actually in uh uh the tanakh had locks she kind of looked at me funny and i said he was very strong there was a woman that he hooked up with that decided to cut his hair, and tore, and actually the Tanakh describes that his hair was in locks. When it talks about in Ezekiel, when he says he's seeing the throne room and he's seeing hair of wool, who are we describing? I don't know how, it's, it's like one of these things that because we have pastors and teachers across the street in Christianity who are in fear of bucking the system and teaching a people about a pride in themselves that they don't associate at all anything that has to do with Hebrew Israel with Melanation. They associate it with being a Jew. And that is totally not being the case. It's a lack of education. Mm, I I can't give it all away (laughs) But it's one of these things where As I was going through I'm doing a study right now in Yahashua And I I come to find out That it only takes one generation Just one To change the dynamic Of a whole entire group of people One Just one So, my assertion here at the end of the day, which is kind of my my mantra here at the end of the day, is that individuals are disconnected with the pride of being who they are because we have inept teachers that don't associate the pride of their melanation with scripture. They give it to someone else and they give it freely to someone else. You're always going to be a slave if you mm, have that mentality that the riches and glory and all of the things that have been bestowed upon Abraham and his descendants belong to somebody else and that's a problem in our community why is it so difficult for you for black people to come to you and tell you that you are a part of a nation that is coveted by the most high why is that such a
1: problem? Well, well, here, here, let me answer that question. i <laughs> getting animated. The problem for our people to do that, once again, begs back to what I just said a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. If we don't know, we are the chosen people. If we don't know that... We're in this exile because of our ancestors. Yes. Then we don't have a, we don't have a jumping off point to make a noise. Right. Nobody, listen to me, nobody is educating our people on who they are. Nail in the coffin Not There's no education happening For our people To know Who They are And our people Are people Who follow the noise
0: Right Whatever's hot At the time They We're don't follow, run to it
1: They don't follow Truth and information They follow the noise hmm They follow eh, I don't want to get into names I don't want to get into names. But, I mean, it's true, because if, it, if it's hot at the
0: time, then we're going to be all over top of it, and especially if it's charismatic and it's entertaining. It's like that old adage, our people are destroyed
1: for the lack. Uh, yeah, and, and see, listen, you know, as we talk about these mistfalls, there's nothing entertaining <sighs> about understanding the... Listen, 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 listen. How many... How many people have gone to school? And there's an insurmountable number of people who have gone to school. Mm-hmm. There's an insurmountable number of people who had to learn or know what the preamble was, had to know right. what the Constitution was. Mm-hmm. But... uh. Unless you're a lawyer right. or you're a constitutionalist, mm-hmm. you're not going through that document and reading it and studying it for content. It's boring.
0: Absolutely. The legalese will just bore you to it's tears. It's
1: boring. <laughs> right. However, Hebrew Israel has a constitution. hmm It has a preamble. Mm-hmm. And Mashe taught Hebrew Israel what that constitution was for all the duration of the time that he was their leader. Right. Absolutely. And didn't waver. And then told them in Devarim when he finished giving it to them, now I want you to write a copy right. of this for yourselves so you can teach it to your children. Mm-hmm. We don't have anybody teaching us the Constitution. That's right. I'm teaching it. Right. Right. And, and especially with and, the, and, and, and go listen, ahead. listen, listen. Hmm? I charge you to go on the internet and find a Hebrew congregation that's teaching the Constitution of the nation of Hebrew Israel, which you is call the Mitzvot. Find that person for me because I want a meeting. Mm-hmm. I want to know who he is. I want to talk to him, mm-hmm. not for the sake of debate, but just to find out where he is and where you are. Right. Because listen, if we don't bind together as a people, right, and try to bring our people back together again, our redemption is prolonged. Right, we will continue to be a disjointed Let me give group you the of scenario. folks. Yep, the scenario goes like this: Daniel writes and says that. The Most High is going to come on a cloud. Zachariah writes, "He's coming on a donkey." Mm-hmm. He can't come on both, right? Right. So, so there's there is metaphorical language which explains what the cloud is mm-hmm. and what the donkey is. Mm-hmm. The cloud says that he will come swiftly if the redemption of Israel is in a place where he is ready to redeem us because of the stature and nature of where we are he will come swiftly however if that's not the case then it's going to be slow yep like it how is. can we speed it up I'm telling you mm-hmm. it can be sped up by our reconciling with him turning back to the mitzvot and giving up idolatry and accepting the Most High as being the only supreme, the only supreme mm-hmm. being in existence and the only Elohim in existence and there not being any other idolatrous What just foreign alien god, god you never know person that calls himself god which is not mentioned anywhere in any hebrew text
0: right they they you know what you just reminded me of is is a is a text that's over in uh uh in the new testament in mark As a matter of fact let me go to it real quick i'm going to let you uh, pontificate on so, it so
1: so the issue at, 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 at the fore is getting back to my opening discussion about the gentleman who wrote the question and pontificated about new information mm-hmm. about the new, the new Testament and Jesus Christ. I don't care about the New Testament. I don't care about new information about the New Testament. <sighs> That's not our governance. Yeah, our governance is in the scriptures. That's not, that does not belong to Hebrew Israel. That belongs to people of the nations because it was written by people of the nations. I don't care what new information you got. It was not a Hebrew pen that penned that
0: document. Right. Again, the Most High has never changed. Always stayed the same. I'm the same as... I was yesterday, today, and forever. There's no need for any new information to come out. We have everything we need in order to be successful and to govern ourselves appropriately and be righteous and
1: clean and holy in the sight of the Most High. Okay, so here's my question. All right. The Constitution of the United States of America's Constitution, can it change? Yes, it can be amended. Okay. The... Constitution Of The nation of Hebrew Israel Can it change? No Absolutely not Why? Everything that
0: comes out Of the mouth of the Most High To his people was emphatic And in true And throughout time Going to be relevant For Hebrew Israel Unless the Most High himself Which he would never do comes back and makes some amendment to what he said, which at, he never does, in the tomes of history, in the existence of man and the creation of the world, that has never changed. Laws that have been put in place, that have set the moon and the stars and the sun in motion, have never changed. There's been no amendments to those. The laws that govern those have been the same. So why, if I'm going on on example, that the Most High has laid from the foundation of the world says that when he has created something and given it its position in the world, it has not changed, nor will it ever. So if I'm giving Hebrew Israel these mitzvotes, which we're not even saying that there's
1: 613, they're just the mitzvotes. Well, number one. You're not even going to enumerate all of them. Number one, I'm going to tell you now, there's not 613. Right. And the reason I can tell you there's not 613 is that there is absolutely unequivocally no scriptural text that enumerates how many mitzvahs there are. Right. Secondly, looking at the dissertation of all of the rabbis that make commentary on the mitzvahs who have enumerated them at at 613, none of them agree. Right. One list has one set of misfolds, Another list has another set of misfolds. If I add them all up, they're going to be more than 630 because you got some on yours that he doesn't have on his.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: I have gone through, I have gone through Bereshit to Divarine and I have pulled out everything that was a misfold and some of those that were not on any of their lists. I come up with 545, but the number doesn't matter. Right. That's correct. The number is insignificant. Mm-hmm. What's important is the Most High says, You are to obey, obey. these commandments, these mitzvot, these precepts, these laws. That I'm giving you so that your time might be long in the land. I don't care what land it is. I don't care if it's the mother. I don't care if it's the land of Israel or I don't care if it's in this exile that I'm living in. In this exile that I'm living in, if I follow the misfits that are applied, that are applicable in this exile, my time here will be extended in the land because the most I said so.
0: Absolutely. Emphatically. And we can put our faith, which is what? Quantifiable evidence. In that. See?
1: Now let me say this (laughs) for my Oh you know if you're a Christian, we are not here to attack you. I'm not I'm not attacking you. I don't want to sound callous but I don't live in Germany Mm -hmm. so I don't care about the German government True True I live in America and because I live in America and I'm exiled here I have to have some concern about the governance amongst the people to whom I'm exiled Absolutely However I am part of a nation in exile. I'm a nation, we are I'm a part of a nation that is in exile. I'm part of a nation who has been taken captive. Mm-hmm. It's just like current events today. Russia sitting on the border thinking they're going to invade the Ukraine, the U- Ukraine, the Ukraine, uh or Iran or whatever whatever this, whatever they're going. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, they're going to subject the people to a governance. Right. Absolutely. are captives. That's right. We are captives in this United States and wherever else Hebrew Israelites are. Mm-hmm. That doesn't negate the fact that we're not a nation. Let's go historical. Okay. We came the Most High brought us out of slavery, the abode of slavery under the governance of Mitzrayim and Paro. Mm -hmm. When he did that, he took us out into the wilderness and told us and taught us laws, rules, Governances, precepts, and statutes. That's right. We, L- were a nation, we were a nation that did not have a land. We had a promised land, but we were not in it. That's right. But while we had the promised land that we were not in, we had a governance set in place so that when we got in the land, we'd have something to govern ourselves by. Right. So we were a nation before we had a land, that 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 don't happen to nobody. That don't happen. To, there's not a nation on earth that became a nation without first having land, except right. Hebrew Israel. That's right. That's absolutely correct. Now, just because we are in exile doesn't negate our governance.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's still in place.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's still in play.
0: And you have an Elohim that says, Listen, I will
1: reestablish you if you will just turn back. We have an Elohim that said to the prophet Micah or Nahum, The day will come when there will be one pure language. Mm-hmm. Now, Go look that up. There ain't, no new, there, ain't, there ain't no new writings on that. There's no discovery. There's no new discoveries on that. That's the prophet speaking. Right. There will be one pure language. And he said, my name will be one. hmm He didn't say my name was gonna be anything other than what he spoke to Moshe when he met him at the burning bush. Right. My name will be one. Okay. So what's the language? The language is going to be Hebrew. Mm -hmm. That's what it was before he encountered Nimrod Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and confounded Babel into 70 known languages. Mm -hmm. His name will be one, and there will be one pure language. Right. Now, I'm still talking about misfotes. Because one of the things about mitzvot is this: the governance of the of the most high is pure it's true, and it is it is right mm. matter of fact, let me see something here um, mm, let me let me let me go up let me go somewhere here.
0: It's such a beautiful thing to be a part. And I'll have an understanding why you're looking that up. Listen, 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 Of listen, this listen, nation listen, of Israel. Listen,
1: listen, listen, listen. Proverbs. I may have said this before.
0: But Where are you at, in again, Proverbs?
1: I'm gonna, I'm on, I'm gonna underscore it in Proverbs chapter six. Chapter six. All right. Chapter six and verse number twenty-three. Okay. Twenty-three. For the misforts. Mitzvah is a lamp. Torah is light. The opposite of light is darkness. So without Torah, Israel, Hebrew Israel, would be in darkness.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it and reproofs that discipline are the way of life. Proverbs twenty eight and four. Now, yeah, those who abandon Torah praise the wicked, but those who keep Torah fight them. Uh, Psalms. Psalms 19, 8 through 14. The question is always going to be what's true and what's not true. Well, in Psalms 19, verses 8 through 17, it says that the Torah of Yahweh is perfect. Mm -hmm. So, what new writing can expound on the fact that what the Most High said is perfect is perfect without you violating the golden rule that says you shall not add add to or subtract from. So now (laughs) the Torah is perfect, restoring the inner person. The instruction of Yahweh is sure, making the wise thoughtless. The precepts of Yahweh are right. Rejoicing the heart. The misfault of Yahweh is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of Yahweh is clean, enduring forever. The rulings of Yahweh are true. Hallelujah. They are righteous altogether. Hallelujah. All I want, I'm like Danielle. Mm-hmm. What about my people? All I want is for my people to awaken and recognize that they are going in the wrong direction. Talking about instituting a revolution. Every prophet. <laughs> Every prophet. See, don't 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 talk to me about scripture if you don't comprehend it. Mm-hmm. And you cannot comprehend <sighs> Hebrew scripture with a Greek mind. And the two don't the two are not blended, as the Greeks have tried to do. They've tried to blend Hebrew scripture with their Greek narrative. Let me give you an example of what you just
0: said. Okay. Can you go, you play golf, right? I do. Can you go to the golf range and play a game of golf with the mind of a baseball player? Well, yeah,
1: that's a bad analogy. Is it a bad analogy? <laughs> because bad analogy. I'm, what
0: I'm trying to get at is that I mean, a golf rules, swing a base, the, golf swing, is not the same as a baseball swing.
1: No, it's not. But, But there's a lot of baseball players that try to play golf with a baseball mentality and of course they find out well yeah well i know that's a good they find out that it doesn't work very well right
0: so they're trying to translate things that they're doing mechanically that's i guess that's right. what i'm saying right Physi- from a physical standpoint the mechanics right and i should have prefaced that when i said that, the mechanics of baseball do not translate to the game of golf right and so you're trying to put a round peg in a square hole right. and it doesn't work. Right. You're trying to force it in there, and it's still not working.
1: Right. Right. So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Proverbs twenty eight, nineteen, eighteen says, without a prophetic vision, the people throw off restraint, but he who keeps Torah is happy. Now, explain that. Prophetic vision. What does a prophet do? Every prophet speaks from a point of vision that he has received f- directly from the source, which is the Spirit, which is the most high Which is the absolute all-existent one Who has a name that he told Mashe was, his name was Yahweh Or some people call him Yahuwah Right Okay. So without Without a prophetic vision Without the most high Speaking directly Not through a source That claims Its it's allegiance To a man called Jesus Christ Mm Mm-hmm the Most High doesn't have to speak through Jesus Christ to speak to his people. And um, there is no, absolutely no book, there's no prophetic book that's written in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, that's right. There isn't. There is not. There is no prophetic book on the other side of the 400 years when there was silence after Malachi, before Malachi, between Malachi, Mm -hmm. there's no prophetic book where the most high spoke and said, this is a vision Mm -hmm. given to me by the most high named and a book named after Jesus Christ.
0: Right. Now Now, what they've done is they've tried to twist a lot of our texts from which you eloquently put in, in, in defense of the Messiah To understand that When they take things like Out of context context, Like the virgin birth And riding in on the donkey And his name will be Emmanuel Totally out of context So quit using that to say
1: Oh yes it does No it does not Read it in its context So without a prophetic vision The people throw off restraint Mm -hmm. I don't care what prophetic conference you go to <laughs> to listen to a bunch of people who said they were prophets mm-hmm. there is absolutely unequivocally no true prophet after Malachi mm. and you're gonna tell me that after 400 years of silence After Malachi, Mm -hmm. the Most High wakes up and declares a Greek nation, a Romanistic nation. And I don't care what new information is out there to support the Greek text. The Most High did not wake up and create a whole bunch of liars to speak for him. That's right. To his people. That's right. They invalidate. Because the Most High is not a liar. Right, nor will really he so ever be. If he's not a liar, he wouldn't promote a liar to speak for him. It's correct. And if he tells me that you are not to add to or subtract from these words I'm giving to you and somebody else comes up with a document that's addition and subtraction, it's a lie. Making too many good points. So, without a prophetic vision, the people throw off all restraint mm-hmm. because it doesn't come from from a visionary Prophetic source from the Most High To the individual that he wants to speak Now notice something I wish still talking about folks. Every prophet tells you Tells you This is the vision Given to me By the Most High Not to speak to Greece Not to speak to Rome Good point. Not to speak to Assyria.
0: Great point. Not
1: to speak to Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians. That's right. This is the vision that the Most High has given to me to speak to Hebrew Israel. Read it. You need to put
0: that. That's. Read listen, it. That's that's cold blooded. Read it. That is a that is an attribute every of every
1: prophet. Does the same thing that way. This
0: is the vision given to me by. The most high. Every single one of them. Every one of them. Wow. Wow, man. So,
1: <laughs> I ain't going nowhere
2: mm-hmm. to
1: listen to nobody claiming to be a prophet in this age unless that individual is speaking from the foundation.
0: Right.
1: See, and you got to be speaking to Hebrew Israel. See, I can be speaking prophetically. I can be speaking prophetically, Mm -hmm. but I I can't speak from the point of the Most High giving me a vision to speak to Hebrew Israel Mm. because he says, what I've given you, he says, I've given you the writings of the prophets. They're telling you everything that I want you to know from A to Z about how you can reconnect with me. If you regurgitate that and repeat that, you're repeating the words of a prophet. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You're restating restating what I told Isaiah what I told Jeremiah,
2: mm-hmm.
1: what I told Hosea, what I told Amos, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk, um, Zephaniah, Zephaniah, All of Nahum, them. Yeah. Joel, Amos, mm-hmm. you're saying everything that I said to them and I told them to speak to Hebrew Israel. I didn't tell them to take this to the nations. I told them to speak to Hebrew Israel. Absolutely. See,
0: that's, that's quintessential and key for us to kind of start understanding as Hebrews that are in exile that are still trapped under idolatry to honestly and purely redefine some of the things that we hold up as, as respectable, prophets and evangelists and all these other types of things that are over there and putting them in their proper context so they can understand and validate it through scripture.
1: Yes. Now, listen, I, I I'm, I'm going to get back to, I'm going to get back to elucidating or speaking about these mitzvahs. I'm going to, I'm going to start talking about them, enumerating them as we, as we go through these podcasts. So, Hebrew Israelites will know. But this particular podcast is more directed at answering and helping those that are listening to this podcast with a Greek or a Hebraic or a Greek or a Romanistic mind that are called Christians. I'm not here to bash you because I'm not speaking to you unless your heart, your mind, and your soul are interested in knowing the truth. Because I'm not giving you commentary. We're kind of talking about these things, Mm -hmm. but it's not our commentary. We're only speaking on what the scriptures themselves say, and we're reading scripture to you as to what it says. Right. But I have to go over to Hebrews 7, your favorite favorite text. That is my... Absolute favorite text and favorite. I, I want to make this clear. I want to <laughs> make this clear. if i don't if I don't get anything else done in this podcast this evening, i want I want to make this I want to make this clear to you. go get go get your Bible and turn it to Hebrews chapter seven, beginning at verse eleven, and we're gonna read through fourteen. All right. Get your Bibles. Over in that Greek text, and let's see what Hebrews has to say. The writer I'm not sure I don't I'm not sure anybody has given us a clear a clear definitive author on the book of Hebrews, but it says this words: therefore, if it had been possible to reach the goal through the system of Kohanim derived from Levi, that's the Levites. Yeah, the Levitical priesthood. Mm-hmm. Since in connection with it, the people were given the Torah, comma. Now listen, 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 listen carefully. Listen carefully. You you, you you, know what, you know what, you know what, you know what. Uh, <laughs> pull, pull that up for me. You, you, you have it in the in the in the in the New Testament text. I do have it in the New Testament. Pull that I, up
0: for which me. one? Well, I mean, they got a, a bunch now, of them up in I V. I don't care. You want King which James?
1: Hebrew seven eleven. Okay, let's do King James. Let me find uh, it yeah, real quick. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's let's see how it reads in comparison. Okay, so in the now, I, I I stopped I stopped a sense in connection with the people were given the Torah. What need would there have been for another different kind of Kohanim, one spoken of as to be compared with Melech Sidek and not be compared with Aharon? Read that. Read that for me in, in, in the King James. Okay. What's
0: so in King James, it says, if therefore perfection were by the Levitical priesthood, comma, for under it, the people received the law, comma, what further need was there that another priest should arise after the order of Melchizedek and not be called after the
1: order of Aaron? Okay, stop. hmm So, um, the difference being is that they left out the system of calling derived from Levi. They put... Was connected with the what with the what? With the order of Melchizedek. Yeah, no, the other, other part possible to to system a system of Kohenim.
2: Uh
0: further need that there was another priest that should arise after the order of Melchizedek,
1: not and not be called after the order of Aaron. Okay, so now so now I want you to hear something there. I want you to hear something. This is the reason why I'm so adamant about our Constitution and our preamble. This Hebrew writer is getting ready to tell you that we are going to bring into existence a whole different order than what they previously stated that was given to the Kohanim derived from the Levitical priesthood, and that the people, in connection with it, the people were given Torah. So mm-hmm. now, what he's telling you, we're getting ready to establish a whole another governance and a whole another nation. Here, I hear, hear it. It's right there. It's right there in front of you. Right. It's now, so blatant and boldface. Now, now, let's read this. For if the system of coining is transformed, there must be of necessity occur a transformation of Torah. Read.
0: So 12 says for the priesthood being changed, there is made of necessity a change also
1: of the law. Okay. So now law, law in the Greek Testament in the Greek book is Torah. That's the law.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: Is it capitalized? No, it's lowercase. Wow. 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 Do you know something? Mm, Go ahead, get into it. The Torah is always capitalized. When you see the word Torah, it's never written in lowercase. It's written in uppercase because of its total divine inspiration and authenticity spoken to Hebrew Israel by the absolute all exist force. So when it's written, it's given. It's given. De it deifies. It's deified and re- given respect. Yeah. To the author who has given it. Right. And you Greek people write it in lowercase. Right. D- you know, d- I'm right. I, I'm sorry, but I oh go on
0: say. So for, and 13, moving forward. For he of whom these things are spoken pertaineth to another tribe of which no man gave attendance at the altar. He's talking about the tribe of Yehuda. So 14, for it is evident that our Lord sprang out of Judah of which the tribe Moses spake nothing concerning priesthood.
1: Okay, all right, now, it's a good, good, yeah, I want you to something. The one about whom these things are said belongs to another tribe from which no one has ever served at the altar. For everyone knows that our Lord, speaking of Jesus Christ, arose out of Judah. He did. Mm-hmm. And that Masha said nothing about this tribe when he spoke about Kohanim. Let's ask the question, why do you think he didn't speak about them? Well, if you know anything about the Hebraic nation, the Kohanim and the high priest, Haggadah Kohanim, can only come from the Aaronic priesthood. Mm-hmm. With the exception, and I'm not sure because I don't remember, Pincus and his family were also named to be Kohanim forever because of the because of the uh, the um uh what's the word I'm looking for mm. because of the action that he took about in going in and killing this leader of Israel who brought this abominable woman into Israel and a, and a plague broke out and he went and killed this woman to stop a plague. Mm,
2: mm-hmm.
1: But Pincus, Pincus was named by the Most High because of his courageous act for him to be and his family to be coining priest forever.
0: I'm looking that up right now to make sure that he is a Levitical priest.
1: Yeah. Now, now, Masha would not break the governance of Hebrew Israel by so announcing or so bringing into existence an individual to be a Kohanim, or a high priest that did not come out of the aspect of the Levitical priesthood, which was out of the aspect of Aharon and his family. He would not do that. Correct. Your so-called Lord comes from the tribe of Judah. Judah has one, one, he has one or maybe two aspects to carry out. One of them is that Judah's name is related to praise. And y'all are always talking about send Judah first. Mm-hmm. Why do you send Judah first? Because praise always precedes battle and it precedes war because it brings in to the element of what's going on. It brings the supernatural into what is going on so that the most high can be the one who orchestrates the battle so that Israel always wins the war when Israel is in perfect harmony with the most high. So Mashe would not have mentioned or tried to bring in, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, 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 matter I, fact. Actually,
0: I found it. And it's in Shemot. If anybody wants to fact check us, it's in Shemot, uh, chapter number six, verse 25. And it reads, and Elazar, Aharon's son, took him from, took him one of the daughters of Pituel to wife, and she bore him Pincus. So he is of the lineage of Aharon, which Aharon is the brother of Moshe, and they are both from the tribe of Levi, which
1: makes Pincus a Levite. A Levite. Now, that being said, Moshe would not break the Levitical governance of speaking about anyone being a Kohanim outside of someone that came out of that lineage. Mm-hmm. Correct. Correct. Wouldn't have done it. Your Lord, as you say, as the text says, is from the tribe of Yehuda. The tribe of Yehuda cannot be Levitical priests. Mm-hmm. And the um... mm now <laughs> mm. mm. Now no. What you got? No. So The fact that Masha said nothing about this Tribe When he spoke about Corning Is because that particular tribe Corning cannot come out of Correct Correct Cause yeah Absolutely So He didn't violate anything mm-hmm. He just didn't mention your guy <sighs> You upset because he didn't mention your guy
0: Knowing and willingly Went ahead and decided to mache mm-hmm. mache
1: Marshay, Mashe's getting ready to ascend the mountain And die man Hmm, And he's still he teaching Torah about, He ain't thinking about Getting himself in any more trouble With the Most High The reason why he going to the mountain to die Because he smoked the rock He can't go to the promised land He did that once Don't think he crazy enough to do it twice
0: Right right. To go and violate the word of the Most High
1: And get himself in further further trouble And get himself dismissed Totally Right in the world to come. Right,
0: right. He was on his, what we call proverbial P's and Q's at that point. So,
1: these mitzvot, these governances, these precepts, these teachings, these laws, these rulings, these instructions, these dictums, these commandments, these regulations, these directives, Mm-hmm. That the Most High has given to Hebrew Israel are strictly germane to Hebrew Israel and no other nation. If you want to come and join with us, we're happy to have you. Absolutely, but you're gonna have you 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 you're, you're gonna have to pass your test. Just like if you want citizenship in America, you gotta you you, you gotta go take the test. Right. Yeah, you, and you're gonna have to take the test. To come and join Israel. What's the test? It's real simple. Mm-hmm. It's pass or fail. Right. Accept our culture. Accept our way of life. Accept mm-hmm. our Elohim as being one from which you shall have no other,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: you'll be fine.
0: You know, you 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 had which hallelujah to what you just said. It paused earlier because I know some of our contemporaries are probably going to come back and say, well, okay, come on, a little bit further down. Because the one thing that's quintessential to understand out of this particular text is that we're dealing with a group of people who know the the mosaic law. It's not like they're playing around with it to make up something different. They literally are know the Mosaic law and are quoting the Mosaic law and saying, because of the fact that we understand that the Levitical priesthood is set up to be, or the Levites are set up to be priest, that all the Kohanim and our high priest has to come out of this tribe. So we're going to use this character called Melchizedek. Back earlier, And use that as our example to say if Melchizedek can be a priest for the most high who wasn't a Hebrew, then surely we can go to any other tribe, any other person and call them our Elohim or deify them. And then they can be our high priest. First thing you got to understand, Hebrews in exile that are still in Christianity, that the writer of this text is acknowledging Torah is acknowledging the mosaic law and it's saying yes we acknowledge it but we don't accept it anymore because we're going to do something different and our example is this character named melchizedek now before the establishment we you and i both know that the most high offered this opportunity to several other nations prior to the children of israel accepting it so you going prior to the children of Israel that has no bearing on you establishing a whole nother faith based on Hebrewism. What we're trying to establish here is that the Most High has set in place a order of Kohanim from the tribe of Levi that are clearly descendants. Obviously, if you have to be a Kohanim to be a you have to be a uh, Levite in order to be uh, uh, a part of the uh, The priesthood. And that is all of the criteria. You can't come from another tribe. It doesn't work. And for you to and this is what I was talking about off camera is to say what we're doing for you guys. And again, to reiterate what you were saying earlier is we're not trying to sit up here and bash you. We're trying to present to you what I like to call the red pill and the blue pill. If you've ever seen the movie The Matrix, (laughs) I'm giving you a choice. You can either take the red pill and go down the rabbit hole and see how far and how much the most high loves you, or you can stay on the surface and basically stay in the matrix and be fat, dumb, and happy. But I'm telling you, fat, dumb, and happy is not going to get you into the land. Fat, dumb, and happy is not gonna get you into an eternity with the most high. You think that you're going to heaven, but you're not. That is not a place that's reserved for you. I've said it before on here. I'm gonna get on a tangent real quick. You sitting back in that chair. You have to understand what's going on to make this make sense. These are individuals that are learned. They know about the scriptures and they are deliberately changing it to fit a narrative That says, we just want to do something different. That these mitzvot are weak and ineffective and didn't accomplish the goal. So let's establish something else and let's establish another person to do this for us. And we're going to use Melchizedek as our example to say why we can do that. This was never ordained that you eloquently put earlier. It wasn't prophetic. It wasn't ordained by the Most High. And y'all are out here chasing after this man, which I had mentioned earlier in the podcast, which I'm gonna probably get to here in a quick second. Can I just do this for a second? Let me go to Mark chapter number 10, verse 17. Let's just go there for a second. What did I say? Mark. Mark 10. Mark 10 and 17. Let's start there. And you're familiar with this passage. I'm pretty sure you are. I said, so let me read it out of the uh the, the complete Jewish. And, and not to say that we're prescribing to that, it's just the complete Jewish is, is way more closer to using the vernacular and the parlance that is closer to Hebrew Israel than anything else, any other translation that's that's out there. Right. Okay. So 17, it says, as he was starting on his way, a man ran up, kneeled down in front of him and asked him, now, who are we talking about? We're talking about JC. We're talking about Jesus. A man ran up to Jesus and he said, good Rabbi, which the word rabbi in Hebrew means teacher, good teacher. What should I do to obtain eternal eternal life? Yeshua said to him, or Jesus said to him, why are you calling me good? No one is good except Yahweh. Oops. He just invalidated himself. Oops. 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 Wait a minute, if if, if I'm supposed to be Yahweh incarnate in flesh, why are you telling me that I'm not good? Wow. He specifically, in your text, in your New Testament text, you read it for yourself. It says, listen, good rabbi, What should I do to obtain eternal life? You should listen to what Yeshua says, says Yeshua says to him, why are you calling me good? No one is good except Yahweh. You know, the mitzvotes. don't murder, don't commit adultery, don't steal, don't give false testimony, don't defraud, honor your father and your mother. Now, what he's referring to is those mitzvot that were given at Mount Horeb or Mount Sinai when the children of Israel showed up. Those are not the Ten Commandments. Those are the Ten Utterances. The Ten Commandments come later on in uh, Shemot or Exodus number 34. Yeshua responds. Well, he's, um, he says the man responds back to him. He says, Rabbi or teacher, I have kept all of these since I was a boy. Yeshua looking at him. And this is where I'm saying this is getting tampered with. You can tell a Greek influence is getting ready to come up. Yeshua is looking at him and felt love for him and said, you are missing one thing. Go and sell whatever you own and give it to the poor and you will have riches in heaven. Then come follow me. Shocked by these words, he went away sad because he was a wealthy man. Now that latter part has been tampered with all day long. How in the world are you going to sit up and quote, mitz votes and tell this man to do the mitts votes and then say oh you
1: forgot one of them which is go ahead and sell all your stuff there is no there's vote no vote that, that says that, that and guess what they didn't know if there was a mitzvot that said that they would have put it in bold print and they just didn't. like they do all the other ones and they didn't he just invalidates himself in front of you and this is This is what I'm saying. You
0: guys are so brainwashed into believing and deifying this person instead of, he's even quoting the mitzvot and you blow them off because you've got prominent people in Christendom that tell you that they've been done away with, they've been devalued, they're old, you shouldn't follow them. Even your own teacher, Yeshua, Jesus is telling people, to follow the votes, And then, which was so egregious, was the fact that he's saying, I'm not good. Follow Yahweh. Whoa,
1: whoa, 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 whoa. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's take this, since you're in that text, uh, let's take this historically another, 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 another point. All right, all right. 23. Okay. Yeshua looked around and said to his Talmudim, how hard is it going to be for people with wealth to enter the kingdom of Elohim? Um. Um. Does did he forget? Did he forget? Did he forget the history of Israel? Must have. Um. Uh, when the the kingdom of heaven is a mystical realm. That the Most High has designated for individuals that are holy and who prescribe to his, the Most High's, way of thinking Mm -hmm. and action. That's the kingdom of heaven. Right. Now, if this statement that he's making here in 23... It's hard for people of wealth to enter the kingdom of heaven, then by golly, he must have got and almost eight million Hebrew people mm-hmm. entered Jericho and entered the land of Canaan, and they had more money, more, more money, money than and more you money. and I probably would ever have in life. Right. Debt free. Uh, when they got ready to build the temple, they brought so much money. Then Mashe had to tell them, "Don't bring any more." Um, they carried that Mishkan and everything that they made in the wilderness. They carried it with them when they went into Jerusalem, and it was there in their presence when the first temple got built. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow! Hmm. It's these, if it's, the Mishkan, yeah. if the Mishkan that they built cost. In materials, mil- what sixty million? Sixty million in today's money. In it today's costs 60 money, million. Uh, that's a whole lot of money that mm-hmm. that the that the, con- that the congregation of Israel con- contributed to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the king turns around and builds a temple that's lined with acacia wood and gold. Listen, our people wouldn't pull. They would not. They would not. So 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 don't don't try to come into this narrative and make me poe. Right. I'm not poe. <laughs> right. <laughs> My ancestors were not poe.
0: Which is another good point. He tells them to to sell everything that you got and, and, and become a pauper. That's no misquote. That, and again, That's Israel, no Israel is rich. That's no precept. This is what I'm saying. That's is that, no law. Because you... That's no dictum. Right. You don't understand the mitzvotes of the Most High, you can just let anybody tell you anything and you'll believe it. He just contradicted himself. How in the, in, in the pretext are you gonna quote the mitzvotes and then make up five more that aren't even included in it later on? This is the, These are the holes that should literally Hebrew Israel that should be resonating in your mind and heart right now to say, now, now, wait a minute. The brother's right. This is not in Scripture. And I bet you, if you take that to your pastor, he'll come up with some spiritualized way to reel you back in. Read it for yourself. You cannot look at this this, this text called the Tanakh, the Torah, the writings, the prophets, and blow them off. This is your heritage. And you're sitting there making light of it because you're just allowing Greeks to come in here and fool with this text.
1: The Most High said the Most High said these words as we come to close tonight. These words, which I'm giving you, these commandments, these mitzvot, these laws, these rulings, these precepts, they shall be life to you.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Life. Chai.
1: Life. These laws, these mitzvot, these regulations, these precepts, these statutes are your respirator. Mm -hmm. They will they will put life in you. Mm. And you will be deemed amongst the nations as being a wise and understanding people.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: That's what the Most High said.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: I'm going to ask you a question as I go out tonight. Where in any text in the Greek New Testament does Jesus Christ do anything that Mashe did? Mashe's assignment for the Most High in Devarim chapter 4 was to teach Israel laws, rulings, statutes, the commandments. That was his assignment. So you're going to tell me 400 years after Malachi dies, after, after Malachi, the Most High is going to wake up and he's not gonna continue doing what he did for Israel in the beginning when he's the same yesterday, today and forever. He's gonna he's gonna allow a nation of people. I don't care if there are new writings, they're not written by Hebrew Israelites. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go dig up no new excerpts. They're not written by Hebrew Israelites. If they're written by Hebrew Israelites, then in your writing back to me, you should have told me that. I would have gone and looked for it. But right. it's not by Hebrew Israelites. Cite your source. So if it's by the nations, I frankly, if you if if you know the line from Gone with the Wind, mm-hmm. okay, I frankly, okay, <laughs> right, don't care. Mm question is always going to be for me. What did the Most High say? What did his prophets say? They spoke for him. They were true. The Most High has never, there of all the The major and minor prophets, I'm giving it to you in that context because that's the way you know it. I don't consider them major and minor. They were all all profound prophets, whether Mm -hmm. they wrote wrote three books or whether they wrote 50 books, Mm -hmm. 50 chapters. It doesn't matter. They all spoke truth, and they all spoke from the vision that the Most High had given them to speak to Hebrew Israel. Mm -hmm. I will take that to my grave. Mm. and I will wake up in the land that the Most High has promised me in His Word that He's going to bring me back to. I will wake up in that land, full-bodied, my conscience very well intact with my calling and my election sure, my heart, soul, body, and everything in me turned back to the Most High, and I will not ever... Worship any other Elohim except the absolute all existent one who said, I'm your king, I'm your savior, I'm your rock, and beside me, there is no other. If there is, let him come and tell me. Read Isaiah. Read mm-hmm. Isaiah. He's a prophet. Read Isaiah. You mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. see what he says. Hallelujah. That's what he says. Hallelujah. Well, (laughs) Sean, please, please don't take this as Christian bashing. We're not Christian bashing at all. We're simply expounding the truth because truth matters. Mm -hmm. And one thing about it is, if you get sick, and have to go to the doctor for whatever reason the one thing you don't want your doctor to do is to lie you lie to you about your prognosis right be honest because mm-hmm. what he's going to say to you is depends on your life and death what we're saying to you over these podcasts are true it's life and death and we want Israel to live. We don't have 10,000, we don't have a stadium filled with 10,000 people, so there's no noise to follow. But what you don't know about the Most High is, even in the end gathering of Israel, from the nations in the comparison to what the Most High defined to Moshe to Abraham, that Israel would be of the stars in the sky and the sand of the sea. Those that he's bringing back to him in the day of redemption is only going to be a remnant. It's only going to be that which is left over. It's not going to be a huge number in terms of the Most High. It'll be a huge number in terms of our understanding. But in terms of the Most High, it's only going to be a remnant. And the prophet Zechariah wills that remnant down to a, another number that's called one third. Zechariah says, that only one-third of those at the most high calls is worthy enough to be redeemed out of this exile, only one-third of them are going to live eternally with him. One-third. That's a remnant of the remnant. So you can go follow the noise. Go, go fill the stadiums with all the, the noise of all the... Where all the noises go, 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 go. Because that's not going to be the number that's going to be numbered with the Most High. Because the Most High says he knows those that are his. And those that are his follow the governance that he has given for them to follow. The nation of Israel. I'm proud. I'm proud. I'm proud to speak our anthem. Hero Israel, the Elohim Yahweh is a You are to love Yahweh with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your being. These words are to be on your heart. Mm-hmm. I pledge my allegiance to that. Hallelujah. And I say to you. This has been Rabbi Robert B. Holman Jr. and Sean Appleton. And this has been Hebrews in In Exile. Exile.
0: Shalom. Shalom.